Going to do a quick outline of the Gospel of Mark, followed by a conversation on why everything is moving so quickly. If you're interested in hearing more about that, it's time to go off the top. The beginning, the beginning of the good news news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of of God. The Son of God. So how would you outline the book of Mark? Uh, you'd start with your intro, which I would say is chapter 1, verse 1. Then once you get to, to uh, verse 2, you immediately start to get kind of this zooming in on this main character, Jesus. Um, and 3, we, we get some time in Galilee, which is going to be very important because it's the bookend. Remember, we talked about bookends when we were talking about narrative tools. He spends a lot of time from, from chapter 1 verse 14 to almost about chapter 10 so about 950 he has this uh he zooms in on jesus in galilee and jesus is predicting um his suffering and then from from that point on so from chapter 11 roughly to the end of the book to chapter 15 um we're looking at the last week of jesus's life and um after that we have uh this problematic chapter 16 verses 1 through 8 which i definitely think mark wrote 1 through 8 i think that's where he stopped um and so that's where you the book is is so interesting because if it's true that you know he's the young man carrying the water jug and they they had the passover meal in his mom's house um, and that this is where people were gathering to pray for Peter, that his mom's house was like this central location, enough for him to be included in the missionary journeys of Paul. So he seemed to be a disciple of Jesus um, who was kind of like on the fringes. Um, and so the other thing that it seems to be tradition about Mark is that he was a black guy. He's from North Africa. So at least he's brown. <laughs> Um, he's apparently, according to tradition, he was born in Cyrene. And so again, that's another point that's really interesting because we know Simon of Cyrene is North African and he's the guy who helps Jesus carry the cross. So that's, um, Cyrene would be like, I think that's Libya. Yeah, I think Cyrene is in Libya. Um, and so the, the point of all of this is that there, there's a certain kind of, um, style to Mark. He's very matter of fact. He's very, very, very on edge. And it makes sense that if he's the first gospel, um, there's a few things I want to point out. I'll start with this. In Mark 13 is his eschatological uh, treatise. And all of the synoptics have it. But there's some interesting aspects to Mark. So we know that, you know, they're, they're walking through... They see the buildings uh, and they ask Jesus about the temple 
and and they say well tell us when will this be when will these things be so jesus says you know one day these stones will be gone like there's not going to be anything here and so jesus talks to them about not being deceived not being led astray not being alarmed he talks about nation will rise against nation kingdom against kingdom and there will be earthquakes in various places there will be famines um, this is but the beginning of the birth pains as for yourselves beware for they will hand you over to councils and you will be beaten in synagogues and you will stand before governors and kings because of me as a testimony to them and the good news must first be preached to all the nations and when they bring you to trial and hand you over don't worry beforehand about what you're going to say but say whatever is given you at that time so we for it is not you who speak but the holy spirit so we know that john mark had to be around during the book of acts all of those passages were happening during what luke is writing about in the book of acts and so it's really really critical because there's it seems like these are things that are not necessarily super duper future um that these are things that mark is probably experiencing um and then he says Brother will betray brother to death, his father, father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all because of my name, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Um, and then it says, but when you see the desolating sacrilege set up where it ought not to be, let the reader understand. Then let those in Judea flee to the mountains. The one in the housetop must not go down into the house to take anything away. The one in the field must not turn back to get a coat. What are those who are pregnant? And to those who are nursing infants in those days, pray that it would not be in winter. And so he talks about how the, this suffering is going to be the worst suffering that if God hadn't cut it short, nobody would, would be alive. And um, he ends it by saying, he, he goes on to some other things and then it's very cosmic. Um, and then he says, the son of man will come with the clouds. And he says, truly, I tell you, down in 30, uh, this generation will not pass away until these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Now, tradition has it that Mark was killed in 68. And so for people who are even just a, a little bit familiar with the story of Israel, um, and in particular, the temple in Jerusalem, we know that the temple of Jerusalem was not destroyed by Titus until AD 70. And it was two years of Titus besieging the city of Jerusalem, right? He started in Galilee, though. 66 um, to 68, they would have begun their campaign against Israel um, in in the north, in Galilee. I, I just find it so interesting because Mark doesn't do what Luke does. Luke tells the story of the destruction of the temple. He says, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that that day is near, right? So there's some detail that Luke and Mark, I mean, Luke and Matthew add to their eschatological narrative that Mark doesn't add. His is just very much like some stuff's going to go down. It's going to get really bad. Say law. You know what I'm saying? He's just saying something's going to happen in the temple and we don't know. He doesn't do, he doesn't narrate the destruction of the temple the way that others do. But the other cool thing is like, it seems to me that Mark is on edge because legit, like Rome is conquering the cities he's in. And he's trying to like pin all of these things. Um, I really, I think that's interesting because again, he's, um, it almost feels like he's being, like him and Peter are like walking and talking and like there's just very hurried. It's like he's writing in the present past 
And um, that's the way his whole gospel reads. It reads very much like, you know, it, it would read like if you were listening to somebody talk in the first person, instead of saying I, you say they. Um, that's kind of how his, his gospel reads in the Greek. And so there's some interesting things going on. We see that, that Mark is, um, Mark is really, really on edge. We see that Mark um, is not, he's not pulling any punches. And I think the other thing that's really cool is, or another thing that adds some credibility to the fact that, that John Mark's mom's house is where they had the supper um, and where they prayed for Peter, um, is the fact that Mark is obsessed with that Passion Week because that's the part where he really enters into the story. He was a part of this. I think of him bringing the disciples to his mom's house and leading them upstairs where they had prepared the meal. And I think of, you know, teenage young adult John Mark eavesdropping on Jesus as he breaks the bread and as he pours the wine and as he tells his disciples about this new covenant and this new way to be righteous. And I, I picture him following as they head into Gethsemane and I picture him in the wilderness and in the trees listening as Jesus is pleading and as he's crying out to the Father. And then he hears the metal and the clanging of these soldiers coming to arrest Jesus, this person he's kind of followed from afar but has great respect for. And he runs away, frightened. And so attention to Passion Week is extremely personal for him. And I believe that's why he spends much more attention on that week and on the crucifixion and passion of Jesus than he does with the resurrection, it also adds credence to the fact that Mark 16, one through eight was definitely written by John Mark. And it has this sort of abrupt ending with the women frightened, afraid, and headed to Galilee. So here's what happens in his account of the resurrection. Um, when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and the mother of James and Salome bought spices so they might go and anoint him. And, and very early on the first day of week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they've been saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? And when they looked up, they saw that he, they saw the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. And as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, don't be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified and he has been raised. He's not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. And there you will see him just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Now, Mark leaves it there, okay? He leaves it hanging. We don't see any Jesus talking to nobody afterwards. We don't see any of that. So we get the sense that if Mark is killed um, around 68 AD, 
the tradition is that they put a rope around his neck and then dragged him through the street until he died, basically. Um, and he was in, this was in North Africa. I think he had gone back to North Africa at this point. I'm not, I'm not positive. But anyway, so if Mark dies in 68, or is martyred in 68, the temple is destroyed in, in 70, then that means that between, you know, somewhere between 30 and at least, you know, 66, Mark is writing this gospel. But what if he's writing it in 66? Meaning, meaning what if he's writing it from Galilee? Before dawn on Sunday, we gathered our things and headed to the tomb. We left quietly so as not to wake the others. I didn't have a clue what I was going to do when I got there. I mean, how could I roll back the stone? But the Holy Spirit urged me to go anyway. We arrived just as light was breaking, and I was sure nothing worse could happen than what had already happened. That's when the violent earthquake hit. Mary and I went to our knees. We saw a streak of light. It was a blinding light and an angel. An angel appeared before the tomb. It was giant and wore clothes as, as white as snow. And with, with a flick of its finger, the stone in front of the tomb was rolled back. The guards at the tomb fainted and they were petrified with fear. It was, it was like they were dead. The angel said to us, do not be afraid. He is not here. He is risen as he said, come and see the place where the Lord lay. We stumbled into the tomb and saw the grave clothes laying there, but no body. The tomb had no body in it. The angel continued, go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and is going to Galilee. There you will see him. So again, so Mark 16 is that problematic thing where some Bibles have, well, here's the short ending and here's the long ending. And Mark clearly did not write 9 to 20 because it just doesn't even sound like Mark. So somebody had Mark's script and added to it. The point that I'm trying to make is that some of the ways that Mark is written are very precious to us because it definitely shows that he was writing pretty early on after the resurrection. First, he doesn't mention the after-resurrection appearances in any way, shape, or form. Clearly added in uh, after Mark 1 through 8 by people who know the rest of the story. So if you read, even if you just read Matthew and Luke, they include a ton of information that Mark it's, it seems like Mark did not have time to write. And that is amazing. It's almost like you're, you're brought into the story of this hurried, uh, violent, um, telling the story. For instance, in Acts chapter 12, when we're introduced to John Mark's mom, because we're not really told who she is. We're not clear who the house is, but it, it becomes clear. And so in Acts 12, we see, number one, that John Mark's mom's house was like a hangout spot. The other thing that happens in Acts chapter 12 that we got to pay attention to is that Peter leaves the storyline. So remember what happened to Peter, right? Right up until Acts chapter 12 is that 
He's in prison. The angel comes and lets him out of prison. And he shows up at Mary's house or John Mark's mom's house, knocks on the door. Nobody understands or knows who he is. They think he's a ghost because he's in jail. And he was again guarded by these four guards. But what also happens in Acts chapter 12 is it says that Peter went to another place. (laughs) And that's all we hear from Peter until we get to the letters of Peter. And so it's not clear where he went. And if you think about what's happening in the book of Acts, you know, and how soon after the events of Christ, these things are taking place. I don't see why we couldn't think that Mark and Peter meet up in Galilee. And this is where they write the gospel of Mark. And if Mark is dead or Mark is martyred in 68, which means, again, he has not seen Jerusalem surrounded by armies. He has not seen the temple destruction. When he's predicting the destruction of that temple, there isn't a whole lot of details. They know it's coming, but they don't know much about it. And so that's a good way that we can kind of date the writing of Mark. But more than that, relationally and devotionally, what if Mark and Peter meet up? Peter begins to tell this story, but all around them are Romans who are ransacking Galilee, where Peter first met Jesus. And when we think about that, it's these types of anecdotes that that play into our appreciation for the Gospel of Mark. And so uh, next time, we'll talk a little bit more about some other themes in Mark, but we're going to be here for a couple of weeks. And so hopefully you guys are enjoying this as much as I am. And this was off the top. I just wanted you to know Swiss told me let the beat rock